Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 33 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I'm joined, as always, every week by my co-host from the Box Office Beatdown Show from LC Screen Talk. Larry, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, <clears throat> so before we get into the box office, I wanted to ask you a little bit more. Um, we were supposed to do like a recap show last week, but your your boy was just out of it all week and stuff, um, in and out of the doctor's appointments and hospitals and stuff. But I'm doing much better. And um, I wanted to get your, you, you know, I wanted to get your reactions to a lot of the panels that you went through at uh, Ace Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the panels actually were really awesome. Not much in the mm-hmm. terms of news or anything, but right, they were right. just really fun and funny, um, entertaining panels. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know most of the like newsworthy panels are usually at the San Diego Comic-Con yeah. and stuff like that. Um, no, but it was still cool to see you um, you guys there You know, at the Chris, Chris Hemsworth, I think. And what was it, Chris Hemsworth and someone else? Or was he by himself? He was by himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there was like Tessa Thompson and Brie Larson were together. Yeah, I know that was like the popular one of the weekend. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah. Up there talking about lesbians topping you. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake John Han, Tom Holland were also great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw who else? Gwendolyn Christie, who was really impassioned in her speeches and panel and all of that. And then um, Taryn Nidgerton. And then you took all those pictures and stuff like that, so that was cool. Yeah. Which is great and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, so we have been very – it's been very quiet here on the channel, everyone. Uh, I did a show this morning with Brett, but, you know, um, besides the Zombieland review, it's been a very quiet week. Our last big show was last week's box office beatdown show. And go figure, you know, the week that I'm sick and, you know, and all this stuff going on, a bunch of stuff happened. And whatnot. Um, so we'll be back to this weekend with the world show. But right now we'll get into the box office because I know that's what everyone wants to get into. My favorite time of the week. Uh, this week we have the box office for the weekend of October 18th. And we saw the opening releases for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Uh, the Lighthouse, small release. Jojo Rabbit with a small release. And Parasite got expanded to a lot more theaters. Well, like 30, but it's something. And yeah, we also had the third weekend for Joker. Second weekend for Adam's Family. Second weekend for Gemini Man. And yeah. All right. So without further ado, Larry, what do we got for number one? So coming in atop the box office was Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, delivering a somewhat disappointing $36 million, which is on the low end, uh, actually not even the low end of industry expectation. Uh, and in comparison to the originals, $69.4 million, almost a half cut when it comes to that so that gives the latest disney live action fairy tale a total of 153 million worldwide upon its opening weekend release um yeah i i, I kind of saw this happening i didn't see a big number for this movie um the word of mouth has not been that great 
straightforward. It's been very mixed and stuff. And uh, I, I just didn't see a lot of hype amongst the fans. I actually saw a lot of more hype this weekend, even at the theater when I was there yesterday, for other movies other than, you know, Maleficent and stuff. So uh, definitely Zombieland had something to do with this number. Joker still had something to do with this number, even though it's with the, like, younger audience and stuff. But, you know, I just thought I, I, I thought there was probably more interest in other audi- in other movies this weekend other than Maleficent. Um, so this number, although it's not great, it does not surprise me. $36 million is low. I, I mean, you and I... You we we did what last week like uh, uh forty five to fifty as well yeah anticipating so this is this is like way off our mark but in the lower on the lower end so um definitely not good for that for that movie but it's Disney and they're fine they're always gonna be fine by far and away the worst of their live action openings this year below Dumbo's forty six million mm-hmm. um this is unfortunately eerily looks a lot like Alice Through the Looking Glass which admittedly opened much worse even than this um but it looks a lot like that um it did receive an a cinema score and it has a 96 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes right now Mm -hmm. um so the people who have went to watch maleficent seem to really enjoy it but it is yeah it just didn't deliver a great number for disney here but you just give them yet another number one release of the year yeah, and it's also <clears throat> so I'm going back to the first one. The differences in the uh this one and the original, well the uh the first one is that the first one did come out in the summertime, May 30th to June 1st. You know, it came out May 30th and stuff of 2014. And the only competition it had was a million ways to die in the West and um X-Men Days of Future Past in the second weekend. And it did 69 million. Um I think <clears throat> I think when you and I look back at these kind of numbers as far as where the box office goes, we're going to see just a lot of... This has been the year of disappointing sequels. This has been the year of disappointing remakes. And it's just... Um, I just because the first one made so much did not regular did not necessarily mean that this one was going to be like a was going to blow the doors off the place as well. This is kind of what what, what happened with uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters and stuff, yeah. you know, over in the summer. So I'm really not really not too surprised, but still, I'm, I'm sure this is not what they wanted. Um, it was only in 200 theaters less of the first one. So, yeah, I'm not sure what happened here. Yeah, this is definitely uh, they'll be thinking Lion King and Aladdin <laughs> yeah. for the Dumbo and Maleficent numbers. So they went yeah. pretty much two for four this year when it came to their live action fairy tales over at Disney. Um, I will say I saw it. I liked it more than I liked the first one. Uh, but I think that that's part of it is it made a lot of money, but the first one was very divisive. I, it wasn't Agreed, one yeah. where a lot everyone just loved it, you know, because it didn't really give us a, the villain story. I think uh, most of us were hoping for with Maleficent. Um, and I think that's why I liked this one more is I just knew what to expect. I knew, you know, right, you right. can say Mistress of Evil <clears throat> it wants, but we know the Maleficent we're getting. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I knew better what, what I was getting myself myself into i don't know uh but i like i said i mostly actually enjoyed it more than the overall reception i think so eh, uh we'll uh, yeah yeah yeah. also disney this is your fourth live action fairy tale this year fourth yeah yeah, Uh, again two out of the four opened way below expectation the other two are huge hits so it's like okay 
But this proves, again, if it's not part of the Disney renaissance, these live-action films are struggling a little bit. Yeah, they are. No, If it's not Aladdin, if it's not Lion King, they're they're not doing nearly as well, except Alice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. And um, I'm interested to see... How the I don't think the legs of this movie is gonna be strong because if it would have did a big opening weekend, it probably would have been. But um, this is not good. Maybe you're right about the uh, you know everyone being kind of let down with the first one, and maybe that's why they just you know didn't really want to come out for this one because they knew that it wasn't gonna be the villain story that, that they wanted um, and stuff. So I mean, like yeah, it's interesting. It's if I actually want to see it, so I'm thinking I'm going tomorrow after the lighthouse um, for Maleficent and stuff. So we'll see. But um, all right, number two, what do we have? So coming in at number two, falling out of that top spot after spending two weeks at number one is Joker, which brought in another $29.2 million, which is a 47.7% drop. That brings the DC villain film up to $247.2 million domestic mm-hmm. and an amazing $737.5 million yeah. worldwide. All off of a $55 million budget. That's inc- You know what's it's crazy to think about that? $735 million. I don't know the last time we got like a really low budget film this year that made this much. Um, this is like a $200 million budget movie making this much, like an MCU movie or a Disney film or something. But this is really good. I, I don't know what this... I the media has probably helped the movie more than I thought that they was and stuff. <laughs> and this movie has become some sort of a beast and yeah. stuff and with audiences. And I still saw when I went to see Parasite last night, I still saw a full uh, line of people walking into the Joker. So, uh, I mean, say take say what you want about the movie. It's it's I don't think they they did not Warner Brothers themselves did not bank on a high number like this. I'm yeah. sure they're just I'm sure they're rolling around in that dough while watching the news and stuff. So, I mean, good for them, good for the movie. I still love it and stuff. So, you know, good for them all around. This is a great this is great for them. Especially Warner Brothers this year has not yeah. they've not they haven't had that that hit this year yet. Uh you know, which is them. It didn't it it did it, it fine. Aquaman it's hit fine. a in earlier the year in the year but other than, other than that you know they've been waiting on a hit like this and i think this is great for them you know yeah this is something obviously it dwarfs shazam it right dwarfs justice league uh so it just i mean it's crazy so it's another kind of practice in low budget big uh payoff you know so gotta we were just talking about maleficent which has a huge budget same thing with like dumbo that i was talking about had this huge budget and made okay money like it didn't do terrible but just the budget was so big compared to this it could have stopped at 200 million and been a, a success you know and here we are over 700 million still going yeah, and this is it's it's incredible once again for them. I I just didn't. I mean, no one probably would have thought this and stuff like that. So this is really good. Um, as far as as far as like this year right now, uh, twenty nineteen, the big the two biggest hits for uh, Warner Brothers right now is It Chapter Two and Joker. So this yeah. is great for them. The clowns um, saving Warner Brothers. Right, because we I mean we we saw it, Lego Movie Two and Godzilla yeah, not just... do well. You know, some of the movies that they thought that it was just was just gonna be surefire hits. Then yeah. the Goldfinch. I mean, come on. So I mean, this is great. 
great. This is like probably they probably this is like this is reminiscent of last year's Crazy Rich Asians. Not in the same market or anything, no, but just but... where with them not not realizing what a hit we have right here, you know. Um, so this is great all around. So yeah, what do you think? I think Maleficent tried this as well, but the fact that we are so light on horror this year that we got a movie like Joker and look how it's running rampant. Do you think this is uh, kind of taking the place of a of a horror film, like because it's a villain story, mm-hmm. it's a dark horror movie? I and yeah, it's capitalizing I think... on that void. Clearly, Malef- clearly Disney with Maleficent trying to do, oh, you know, she's kind of witchy and stuff yeah. like that. So let's put her out there. It didn't work. Uh, with Joker, I think, I think you might have something there. The villain, R-rated kind of... Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out, if this would have came out in, like, June, how much of a beast would it be? But yeah. I think with it not having much competition... I mean, it does have competition, but, like, um, I don't know. I, I think October was a good time for it. So yeah, maybe I really think yeah. it... I think it was a great uh, move. Whereas, <laughs> you know, it definitely was reading dark and all of the, you know, the news around it was dark. Whereas Maleficent, as I said, we all knew. we're. I mean, we're still getting a family-friendly film that's not going mm-hmm. to be a villain story. So, I don't know. I think, I think this year... The the lack of, you know, R-rated horror in this time of year I left the door wide open and Warner Brothers really took advantage. Yeah, and it feels like a fall movie. I don't know if that makes sense. It yeah. just feels like a fall. It would have felt out of place in, in the Yeah, summer. like it, it feels like a fall awards kind of movie. So um, I'm all for it. I'm happy it's made. I mean, $735 million is it's it's. it's I mean, I don't know what's going on here, but it's it's doing great, um, and I'm really happy for it. Um, all right, so number three, what do we have? So coming in at number three is the weekend's other big release with Zombieland 2 Double Tap, which brought in 26.7 mil over its first three days. Worldwide, the Zombieland sequel has grossed 32.02 million. Of note, this is actually a bigger debut than Zombieland, which debuted to 74.7 million Although that was a decade ago, so. <laughs> mm. uh, um. Yeah, I think we, <clears throat> I, I, I think we saw this last week. I think we saw the top three is going to be these three movies. Yeah. Um, and Zombieland was probably going to be the number three movie and stuff. Does not surprise me. Twenty six million. It's not like the first movie was a huge, huge hit. It just kind of became a cult classic, so people was wanting more. I think it was. I think with this movie though, it was a little bit too late. I think if they released this movie like 2013, 14, it would have been in like a maybe a 35, 40 mil movie. Just, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's been like, t- it's 10 years. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and this year alone, we're looking at this craze of bringing back sequels that no one really asked for years later, like Shaft and MIB yeah. and all, you know what I mean? So um, not surprised with Zombieland 2. I did really enjoy it and stuff, but it's just, it just wasn't needed, I guess, is what I'll say, you know? Yeah, I think that this is definitely on the higher end of expectations from the studio and the industry. So I think overall, this is a, actually a really solid number for what they could have expected from this weekend mm-hmm. um it got a b plus cinema score so that's also a pretty solid 57 percent male 
and it has a lot of its uh, overseas markets still to come. So we'll see what it ends up doing worldwide. It does carry a $42 million budget, which obviously is not insane by any means, but we still got to get that overseas number moving a little bit to, to recoup all the money. But I also had a fun time with it. I think it was yeah. similar to the original, um, but still fun. Yeah, very similar to the original. I, I don't necessarily always mind that and stuff. Um, I know that was one of the, when Alex and I came out of it, that was one of the things him and I were both saying was just that it just felt um, very, it felt very too similar to the original. And I said, I mean, I, I didn't mind that because sometimes it does work like 20, like 22 Jump Street. I mean, if it works, it works. Uh, why, why fix what's not broken? Um, with Zombieland, my only, my only gripe with it, I, I, I said this earlier with Brett, um, on the morning show was just that I didn't like the new characters, any of them. Um, I don't think they were all, I don't think any of them were needed and stuff. Oh. I like, I like I liked Rosario Dawson. That was the only one. Everyone yeah, else I was, was saying, I every, loved Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I loved Rosario. <laughs> yeah, I love Rosario Dawson. I thought she was I thought she would I think her by herself would have been a perfect addition yeah. to the cast. Everyone else was trash. But like you know, but she she was great. Oh, and and I wanted to see our loving what's her name? Oh no. I hope don't even say it. I That's oh, what they're man. saying. They I love thought, her. They I, thought she's I, stealing the whole show. I thought I, that, I, I yeah. I, I thought that was was really bad i think that was so did it feel like outdated to you it just felt so outdated her character there was, a, there just, was quite a bit of the humor in there actually if i'm being honest that felt a little bit outdated uh but yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying to some of this the humor in there some of the stuff going on i was like oh okay this is stuck in 2009 apparently uh yeah but... it felt and i and i told alex and i said this in my review i said her character feels very 2005 six you know what i mean it doesn't her character does not feel like 2019. It has nothing to do with like Me Too or just where we're at. Just her character. There's like you don't see that anywhere in movies in a good way. It's not like oh, it's fresh. No, it's yeah. just outdated and it's not with the times. And yeah, it was. I didn't like it. So other than that, I still have fun with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fun yeah, and stuff. Fun. Yeah, it's still a fun movie. Rosario Dawson was all you needed, and then I said Avian yeah. Jogia. I mean, it was it was bad. <laughs> it was Zoe Dutch. It was, <laughs> It was bad. Owen Wilson. It was that was bad. Like I was like, what's going on? But um, yeah. yeah. So, but good for the movie overall. I mean, I don't see the much legs with this movie. Uh, if we're going with next week, I mean, I don't know, like ten million maybe next week. Um, I think. It, I mean, I think it might hold up okay until Halloween, and then it will die. Actually, yeah, maybe you're right because the next, I mean, next week's movie, we'll oh, get into God. it. But oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, I've yeah. seen, the, I've seen <laughs> the horror movie they're trying to give us, and good God. Um, oh, you seen it? I'm seeing it Wednesday. Oh, oh my God. Should I? Should I? Should I not wait? Yeah, just, and no, I, no, no. You need to just go see it. Okay. <laughs> Why ever tell you otherwise? Come on, go see it's, it. It's sad that we we both know what we're talking about, but it's just <laughs> it's sad. Um. All right. Let's get to let's get the rest of this top five. Right. Uh. The number four. What do we have? So coming in at number four is the Adams Family, which brought in another sixteen point zero five mil, which is a forty seven percent drop. That brings the latest spooky cookie animated fare up to 56.8 million here domestic without any worldwide numbers to speak of currently yeah it didn't release 
worldwide. Is it even getting world? I mean, it has to get an international release, right? Well, I, don't I, know. I mean, I would hope. I would hope. Um, it's really strange to me that it hasn't started rolling out international. Yeah, and I don't know what to say for the Adams family besides great and stuff. It didn't take too much of a hit just because it's the Halloween season. Everyone's down for these yeah. kind of movies, especially think- the kids. It's a good. You know what I would say about this movie too? It's a good field trip movie. You know, like you know, like for like grades like two, three, four, a good like see yeah. a good field trip Halloween kind of event movie. So I dig it. Good for the Adams yeah. family. I think I think it definitely held well in the face of Maleficent because it was facing a, a decently comparable um, market, you know, stealer. <laughs> uh, yes. Maleficent was aiming for younger audience, though. Adam's family definitely skews younger than Maleficent. If if your kid would get bored listening to all that fairy talk and stuff in Maleficent, then take them to Adam's family. They'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm um, yeah. But, so yeah, it's good. Totally I agree. I think this is another one probably that at least through Halloween, I think it's going to still perform pretty well. And then, you know, it might just drop off. But uh, for now, at least until Frozen 2, I think, is there... There's another animated film, I think, but the only Arctic, one I can think Arctic of. Arctic Dogs, I think. Oh Jesus! I mean, Arctic Dogs. Listen, that's. Uh... <laughs> oh no! Don't let, don't let, don't let Jaden hear you. <laughs> Arctic oh, no. Dogs is not gonna put up competition to any oh, of these movies. No. Uh, but... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, so still the statement still stands. Adam's family has a clear path to Frozen Two. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I think you're right. I think you're hundred percent right. So um, we'll see. Um. I think. The, I think. I. I agree with you. I think the legs are gonna be fine for this movie in the Halloween season. So we're good. Um. All right. I think it might perform a little bit closer to Hotel Transylvania, which actually didn't get. It, it's pretty similar to this, where the reviews are okay to meh. Then the audience score is much higher, and you know it opens pretty good. It holds on. This is a little steeper drop than the Hotel Transylvania films get, but it also, as I said, was going up against something stealing its direct audience. So there you go. Exactly. So um um alrighty. So number five, not the not the same kind of praise for this one. Oh my god. And at number five was Gemini Man. The Will Smith double feature came in with 8.5 million in week two, which is a not good 58% drop in its second week of release. That does bring the Ang Lee sci-fi action film up to 36.5 million domestic and 118.7 million worldwide. On a hundred and thirty-eight million dollar budget. Woo. Um. Yeah. This is tough. I. I knew this was gonna happen to Gem- Gemini Man. This is not surprising, but still like noteworthy to see. And it's no bueno for Gemini Man. Fifty-eight percent. No one. No one is like trying to see this movie it seems like um i'm sure next week is going to be a huge theater slash and stuff so i mean i'm just not surprised you know yeah i mean 58 percent would be okay if this opened at 80 million you know if this had a big opening but you know at what 20 million and it dropped almost 60 percent not good not good not good not good at all um for gemini man but um yeah um 
<clears throat> All right. What else are the other stories? The okay. other story, so a big one actually is that Downton Abbey became Focus's biggest release of all time this week. Uh, uh, it, can you imagine? Yeah, the studio's <laughs> highest grossing film at the domestic box office this week. In week five, it made $3 million, and that brings it up to 886 which tops Focus's previous best, Brokeback Mountain, which had 83. So, wow, Brokeback Mountain held down that record for Focus features for a long time. <laughs> but now Downton Abbey has taken over. Yeah, um, this... I mean, great. I, this is like, it's it's Focus features. I don't... I'm, they were... Like, if I can put a... If, if I was a fly in that room and they were planning this movie, they were not expecting all of this. So I'm sure they're to the moon with this with these numbers for Dow and Abby. Every week, it just continues to do the legs. I never would have thought the legs for this movie. I thought, like, that movie... I'm going to be honest. I, th- I thought that first week was, like, the lucky hit, and that's, like, that's it. It's just going to drop off the face of the earth. But it hasn't. The legs are just incredible for the movie. I don't know if people... I don't know if it's repeat viewings. It probably is, but like yeah. people who are hearing about it, who were maybe used to be fans of the show, maybe some people who went and binged the show and then saw the movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean that could be probably, something. Yeah, they they could have seen the heard all these stories about how well it's doing, the good reviews, and decided, you know what, let me go for it. Exactly. But, so, tell you, HBO great. is kicking themselves seeing this. They are kicking um, themselves that they missed their chance to do that Game of Thrones movie that people were like wanting so badly, and seeing Downton Abbey just killing it at the box office. They've got to be just kicking themselves. <laughs> and, and, and they can't. It's not like I mean I don't know what they can do because if they would have, I think HBO would have killed it if they um, a movie in that span of when they yeah. were making the uh, oh, final yeah. season in that two year span. Yeah, <laughs> like a movie right in the middle of that span that has the continuity of the show and stuff make a whole new kind of storyline in one film it could it could have been like an IMAX epic and stuff but it just wasn't I don't know I agree with you I totally agree with you it would have made more yes, sense yeah, um, that big. then let's exactly. another big surprise but a welcome surprise this weekend Hustlers crossed 100 million at the domestic yes, box office yes. the Hustlers brought in another 2.05 million in its sixth week of release. That brings the Jennifer Lopez Constance Wu film up to 101.8 million domestic and 125.4 million worldwide. So, very, very happy to see Hustlers get over that 100 mil mark domestic. Um, my only gripe about this weekend's box office, great for Hustlers, by the way, that's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, it's just neon like why'd release this damn movie people want to see it you know what i mean parasite why'd release the movie this plus 30 you know theater <laughs> count is so ridiculous it's so obnoxious to me i don't know why they don't wide their because the theater that i went to I, okay so saturday earlier in the day the one o'clock 2 30 and 3 and 3 45 showings of parasite were sold out sold out and that's because boston does have a big asian market but when i went to my screening for it at 4 45 another sold out another sold out theater packed 
to the brim. Like the the front row seats were packed. Everything was packed, and it wasn't just made an Asian audience. It was a mixture of everyone. And I'm like, people want to see this movie. They don't care about the subtitles. They want to see it. You know. So I don't know why Neon does this every year. You know, um, and stuff like that with these movies. And it looks like it's. I mean, we're in the Oscar festival kind of season where a lot of these movies people want to go out and see. The Lighthouse did pretty good. Um, in only eight theaters, uh, Jojo Rabbit in only five theaters did pretty good. Seventy thousand per theater average for Jojo Rabbit, that is incredible. So, I mean, I need them to just like trust these movies and release them. A twenty four too, release these movies, damn it, you know. Yeah. So, Parasite came in at number eleven this weekend. It it did make one point two million dollars from thirty three locations, which brings that film's total up to one point eight, and that was a thirty seven thousand per theater average uh it will release next weekend into i believe around 500 i know it's going closer to nationwide next weekend so Hopefully, yeah it's, it's getting good. a little good. bit wider release i know it's coming out here next weekend uh, good good nice nice um, checking it out uh, I'm actually, they're doing a little screening for it on Wednesday. So I'll be oh, there Wednesday. <laughs> good, good, good. That's good. Uh, the Lighthouse also is making its way to Denver next weekend. So I'm excited for that. Yes, yes. Alex and I are seeing that tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for that too. And yeah, I just think around this time is when people want to see these kind of festival artsy films. Judy is doing well. 36% drop, you know what I mean, in week four. You know, so it's just, yeah. yeah. Still trucking along. Um, you mentioned it. The Lighthouse brought in four hundred nineteen thousand from only eight theaters. Yeah, Rabbit brought in three hundred and fifty thousand from only five theaters. Uh, we were kind of wondering if either of them could challenge Parasite. They didn't when it came mm. to per theater average for a debut. But I mean, both of those fifty-two thousand and seventy thousand per theater averages are great for those yeah. two movies. Yeah, and then um, Jexy. What happened there? Jexy. This weekend, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Jexy dropped 61% for 1.2 million. Oh, man. My girl, Alexander Ship. We got to work on your age. <laughs> we got Shaft. We got Dark Phoenix. And now we got Jexy this year for you, girl. Oh, my. Uh, but that's at a little over 5 million, almost 6 million. But my goodness. I don't know. She said she don't want to be in on Marvel movies and stuff. I I'm, I'm 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 thinking maybe maybe you ought to be maybe you gotta hit up that Eternals you gotta hit up that Eternals movie or something you know what I'm saying <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know she needs to do something because <laughs> especially this Jexy the worst of all it just like keeps getting worse it was Dark Phoenix was a a bomb for what it needed to be and then Shaft just bomb and now Jexy it's even worse whoo. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with um with that, but um yeah. So continues to expand. Uh, that one had Which a movie? nice little bump. Pain and Glory. Pain and Glory. Yep, yep, yep. That was up to one point one million so far. So a nice little showing for that in sixty seven theaters. Yeah, over, overall, I mean, the box office did pretty good this weekend. Um, I would say, you know, I think that it was a couple. It was a couple weeks ago we had like every movie in like twenty million. Um, this weekend, I mean, we we had. We had three movies over over twenty million. One movie over over ten. Um, so this is good. I think this is good. We're gonna yeah. get, we're gonna see more and more of this come come the end of the year. Especially, listen, tomorrow we gotta we, we're gonna have a busy December. 
um, Larry, because tomorrow, um, those those uh, the Rise of Skywalker tickets go on sale. Um, I do think it's going to be close to the same or the same about how crazy it was to get Avengers tickets. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm excited for everything that's coming out. Box office is looking nice and healthy um, this weekend and stuff. But um, let's get into what we have for next weekend. Uh, oh, next weekend God. will not be a healthy box office. No, I think next weekend be. is about to be a hot mess. Next weekend is horrific. I, I don't know what's going on here, but next weekend we have Countdown, which is basically our only horror movie this month. What is going on? Um, and then we have Black and Blue, which I every time I look at that trailer in theaters, it looks worse. I don't know what's happened. Did you see that yet? No, that was, yet, was, uh, on Tuesday. Okay, so Black and Blue looks bad. Countdown looks horrific. How was Countdown? You saw we it. We have The Current War, too, is coming oh, out. Oh, The Current War, yep. Director's Which cut. I'm seeing this this Monday tomorrow. Oh, good, good. So we have that. My That's boy, all we got. Holland, but I haven't heard good things, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so that that's all we got pretty much. We had a couple of indies, but as far as like movies being released, Countdown and Black and Blue is what we got next week. The the like one of the last weekends of Halloween. I, I just I'm bad. I mean, they no, the last weekend. Out. The last weekend of October, oh, man, countdown. That's what we got. Gave us so, countdown. You saw it, right? Wretched. It's bad. It's really it's, bad. It's really bad. Uh, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> my poor review is already up. I <laughs> no, thank you. Um, yeah. So I think people will just go see Joker again, or I don't know, Adam's Family, Maleficent. You could pretty much see anything else rather than yeah. see Countdown next weekend. Um, but since it is the only freaking horror, I don't know, maybe it, it'll get a 10 to $15 million opening. Oof, I, oh man, let me not, let me put my bias aside. Um, I don't know. What do I mean, we have I can this? see it bombing for sure, but also, yeah. I don't know, are these little teens going to go for it? You know, this phone app, whatever, I don't know. So uh, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go eight because I don't think I don't think the marketing has been good. So I'm gonna go eight. Okay, I'll go ten. I'll go, I'll go low yeah. end of my prediction. Black and blue. Uh... Oh, black and blue. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight as well. I, I got nothing for these movies. Nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go uh, eight. Sounds good to me. And then the current war three. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. I, I don't, I don't even know how many theaters that's opening in. I just yeah. One hundred and one studios. I don't even know what studio that is. I never heard of them. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what I, is that studio? I haven't seen like trailers or anything really for this. Like, I I haven't seen marketing for the current war, honestly. Um, yeah, I I just don't know what's going on with the bot with the movies next week. I I'm just gonna do a rant full show at some point. Um, with some horror with some horror movie guests and just like bitch about why this is such a bad month for ho- for Halloween horror movies. Yes, we have the, the kitty ones like Adam's Family and Maleficent. Um, yes, we have a gritty R-rated villain movie like Joker. But um, yes, we have Zombieland. But I need, like, I don't get it. Which is a, a comedy, let's be real. A comedy Yeah, action. you know, I don't get it. Like, It Chapter 2 only dropped 52% this weekend. I wonder why. Once and again, that, people want to see. Like they did the first one, it's not like it scared people away because that came out mid to early September. Yeah. And that's plenty so of room for other horror movies to come out. To, to come out. Just like it did the first time around. Both it movies decided to come out in September. They did great. And they leave all of October wide open. Oh, and, and then they get all upset. Yeah, and then freaking STX is the only one who's like, sure, we'll move ours into October then for a countdown. 
And then, like, studios get upset that, like, the movies don't make money. You'll stop putting scary stories to tell in the dark in August. Put that shit in October. Put Crawl. Crawl did fine. Put that in October. It probably would have made bonkers money. Ready or not, put, put that in October. Ready or not, put that in October. The Curse of La Llorona. Put that in October. Happy Death Day to you. Lost so much money. Put that in October. What are you putting that in Valentine's Day for? What? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the only the only horror that made sense to be in the summertime was Midsummer because it's a it looked like a summer horror movie. It's great. So Correct. it's just all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Child's Play. Put that. Why are you going up against Toy Story Four? Are you insane? Oh, put God. that in the you summer. Can, put that so in you October. You can do your little cutesy ads of them killing. Yeah, the you. Sh- I mean, the posters were cool and all, but what the hell? Right. Your po- the marketing in that movie. They made no money. I bet you yeah. would have did fine in October. Luckily, next year we have Halloween. Whatever kills or stills, whatever it's called. Only, next yeah, year. Only that makes sense. Obviously, Black Christmas. You're gonna release by Christmas. Yeah. It, Instead yeah. of Halloween. So that. That one makes sense. None of these, except for, like you said, Midsummer. I know we always get a dump fight, like a horrible dumpster fire in January of a horror movie. They just dump one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. This I, is horrible. So, it's so disappointing as a horror fan. It's just like put these mo- – like if you tr- if you make – you have all these hard workers and then you're going to dump this movie in August or like July up against like Avengers or something. Like, what are you thinking? You know what well, I mean? Especially like when you think of like the Curse of La Llorona. Why not? I mean you're also going to have the Day of the Dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this season, Mexico has its own strong traditions. I don't know. It just is weird. I don't understand. And then like, and then like the, and then like the the horror the. the the, the holiday horror movies, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, Black Christmas, I get it. You know, like, what else is it? If, if a horror movie was based around Valentine's Day, I get if it. If it was like, a legit Valentine's, not... Well, I don't know what they were trying to do with Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, but as, as far as... I don't know why they were to make it such a Valentine movie. I don't understand. I, I don't. There was nothing about Valentine's Day. Was it? I don't remember. I don't think so. No. You know what I mean? And, and, it was about like her birthday or something, right? Like yeah. And, oh no, it was just after her birthday. It was nothing to do with Valentine's Day. And 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 like the first movie, Happy Death Day, came out in October, and it did so well, which is why it warranted a sequel. And then they just dumped the other one, the new one, this year in February. I don't know. This year, I've gotten so many migraines about release dates. I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's crazy. But um, I don't know. Hopefully next year people will do better as far as release dates. I'm not I'm not sure what we have next next october but i mean we have halloween kills but i mean like still this is this is uh, horrific um but um yeah I, I guess that's it everyone that's it for this weekend's uh box office beatdown show larry and i had to just get out this quick rant about october and horror movies <laughs> um but yeah that is our show this week thank you guys thank you guys for joining us we'll be back next week with episode 34 um larry please let everyone know where they can find you and what's coming up on your channel this week yeah, so you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. So it's going to be a pretty busy week this week. I mentioned it. I'm going to have reviews for the current war director's cut tomorrow. Then we have Black and Blue on Tuesday, Parasite on Wednesday. I'll have a Blu-ray hunt. I'm planning that to get that up and running on Thursday, and then the Lighthouse on. 
Friday. So, fun times. I'm currently editing a video that should be up later today. A story time from my trip to Chicago. But we oh, talked nice. about it a little bit earlier on. I have both of my Ace Comic Con vlogs. They've already been posted. So, mm -hmm. if you wanted to see more of that, want to see my pictures and all that fun jazz, check those out. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Larry's pictures with all the all the celebrities are just great. It's internet gold, as I would say. <laughs> <clears throat> so, question for you: Do you do a lot of Black Friday Blu-ray shopping? Yes. So and this year, this year is going to be wild because I'm t I'm if it's not a steel book, I'm keeping it until Black Friday, and that's been yeah, like two months now. That's what I, Alex, like, every time I meet up with him on, like, a, on like a Tuesday or something, he keeps buying movies. I'm like, Alex, wait till Black Friday. All of these are going to be, like, five bucks. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, we used to have... Stupid steelbooks never go on Black Friday sales. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, those are the ones I'll still get. But the rest of these, even Spider-Man, because I hated that steelbook, uh, is... Oh, yeah, same, same thing. And, and, like, I told him that... Um, I was like, I was like, the steel books, yeah, they're not gonna go. I mean, he doesn't buy steel books anyway. But every time oh. I meet up with him, every time I meet up with him on Tuesdays, he just has like a, a plethora of movies from earlier. Oh, look what I bought! I'm like Alex, you spent like what, like eighty <laughs> bucks for eight? You spent like eighty bucks for this, and then like in a wow. month. <laughs> Like, yeah, in a month, 80 bucks, you can buy, like, 20-something movies and stuff. And that's what used to... So him and I, when we first met, there was a store. There was a store um, in downtown Boston that was, like, a, um, you know, buy, like, used movies and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, in, in really, good, really, really good condition and everything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and him and I would walk out with, like, 15 movies every time we went. You know what I mean? 15 movies for, like, 30 bucks. Yeah. Or, like, 15 Blu-rays for, like, 40, you know? Um, and then Black Friday, every year, I go to Best Buy and I go to Target and I and I splurge. Listen, yeah. I splurge. I think last year I got like 25 movies for like 150 yeah. and stuff. And then I'm just telling him, he's I telling him, wait, I'm I'm not buying nothing. I'm waiting until Black Friday. All of these yeah. are gonna be cheap. Um I mean the only the only thing with that is that they don't usually when they don't use like Best Buy, I know Best Buy, they take off the slip covers, which yeah. I, I get kind of, I get kind of annoyed when I do when I do Black Friday, I take they take off the slip covers. I'm like, what are you doing? But um, I mean, like hey, Walmart be putting those little dots on there. <laughs> yeah, I get so frustrated. Like, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one because my girlfriend okay. was with me one time for Walmart, and I was like, well, they put all the fucking stickers on all the thing, and she's like, what's wrong? It's not that. I'm like, no, you don't get it. You're not a collector, okay? You don't get it. This is not okay. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go in a couple of weeks. Black Friday, it's gonna be fun. Alex and I are going together, but I, I'm telling him, stop by movies just stop you no know? some of these big ones that i've really liked like i've already said it for um our jam <laughs> hannah's fave movie of the year book smart that's waiting for black friday at this point yeah Freaking like he got summer i love and that's waiting for black friday because yeah. they don't want to and they don't want to put the freaking director's cut so that people have to buy that apple tv or whatever are you kidding me yeah i i'm gonna yeah. I watched Midsummer finally, but I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the Blu-ray Black Friday, Crawl is Black Friday, Child's Play is Black Friday, uh, Yesterday is Black Friday, Rocket Man is Black Friday. You know what I mean? All that's Black Friday. So so I'm excited, but um that's cool. I'm I'm sure you're gonna do like a vlog and all that stuff too. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna be it's <laughs> Black Friday is wild, so yeah, it's wild up in Best Buy, so good luck <laughs> <laughs> on on Black Friday. 
getting trampled. <laughs> yeah, out on TVs on sale or whatnot too. Um, but um, all right, guys, that is it for t- today's show. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. You can find me on Twitter, Cinemaniac94, Instagram, Cinemaniac1994. I don't know. It's a motorcycle going by my house, so just don't worry. And you can find the page. We have a new look, new colors. So find the page, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Cinemania World. And that's it. Our schedule should be back to normal this week. Tomorrow you'll have reviews for The Lighthouse. Later on, I'll be joined by Ren Geekness for a review of Parasite. And The World Show will be sometime either Tuesday or Wednesday, review of Countdown. <sighs> um, that's coming up soon. So stay, stay tuned for all that, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.